Hey everybody, so today I'm going to read through just a little bit more of my book, Pyramids and Trees, Attachment, Addiction, Empires, and a Nation Bursting Forth. If you hadn't followed along, you may want to go back and begin at the very beginning at the introduction. It's also, there's a whole bunch of drawings in this book, and so what I'm going to do on here is turn it as best I can from the comic style book that it is into a podcast style. So I'm going to talk a little bit and uh, go off script quite a bit as I'm reading through. But today's next little section is on power. Okay, so the power section is pretty long. I'm going to divide it up into a few sections. This is the first one. And if you thought the first section, the introduction and all of that was really depressing, good, because it was really depressing if you're normal. But this part, well, I'll be honest, this part, it begins really weird and then it starts to get really fun so here we go power in the beginning hit the earth with enough photons and eventually it'll grow a human now I'll move quickly so we can get to lunch about 13.7 billion years ago the universe began in a flash it was really more like an expansion. We don't think the universe was condensed down to a single point anymore, but it could have been. They think it was just really, really super, super thick. But this part is weird. None of us have any real clue what went on the first trillionth of a second, and most people like me still have no clue what went on after that. But somehow, out of that flash came two primeval forces, or maybe... The flash came from those forces, chaos and order. But let's just refer to them as the invisible forces such as gravity and friction. That would be like chaos and the visible energy of the expanding cosmos. That would be like the order that we see, the photons. Now, I don't pretend to understand this part at all. I'm just the messenger. But we humans were born in the midst of this continued struggle. Life is essentially an 80-year battle against gravity. And if you don't believe that, it's because you're currently winning, which means you're under 40. So far, out of this chaos and order struggle, order seems to have been the winner. Why do I say that? iPhones. Now, ancient texts like the Numa Elish or the Genesis account, they describe creation as this process by which the gods turned chaos into order or they brought life out of primeval waters. So in these texts, there was either a fight between order and chaos or sex, which would have actually been rape, between their representative gods or a spoken word calling chaos into order. At any rate, order triumphs, and now here we are in cities looking at mind-numbing screens ordering unicorn farts. No matter who you consult, from the ancient storytellers to Stephen Hawking to the Dalai Lama to Muhammad to Billy Graham, they all agree that a giant ball of energy and light and explosion turned into Manhattan. And a lot happened along the way. So, this is what the psychologist Jordan Peterson says. We believe that the world is made of objects, but I would like to propose that the world is made out of chaos and order. So you might say that the yin-yang, 
represents you and me and everything that we see in all of the ordered complexities of life on earth. And now all of life on earth seems to be on an unstoppable quest to turn chaos into order. Everything is power. Now, the weird gets weirder here, but then it'll start to make more sense. A lot of things confuse me until the fateful day I discovered this. Power equals order minus chaos. Power is order. It's extra order. That little tidbit took me 35 years. Power is quite the strange result of particles slamming into the earth at 300,000 meters per second from the sun. Washington politics and Wall Street firms, they're just a compounding of four billion years of a relentless photon attack on this cold, chaotic rock. Power's also what we get when energy combines with resources, when photons combine with the earth. So you might say power equals energy times resources. I don't know. Power always gravitates towards and spirals into more power, though, as if it has an appetite for more of itself. Why? That I have no idea. Ask me in 35 years. To get it, power must consume more resources or energy. And when it does, the power sort of multiplies and folds in on itself. It becomes stored, and we call that stored power order. So it's a bit of like a cyclical chicken or egg thing. Order is excess power stored efficiently, like folded laundry or money in a bank account or rollover minutes. If you don't know what those are, please ask your parents. And really powerful power is excess order. So order is excess power stored efficiently. Uh, and really powerful power is excess order. There is potential in the ordering itself. So Confusing? Yes. Let's move on. Think of it like this. One example. A black Labrador, you rescue it from the shelter, and it's going to cost you about $150. But you can get a trained black Labrador guide dog for the blind, and it costs about $50,000. You see, the real cost isn't the muscle and the skin and the bones and the flesh and the blood. It's the training and the ordering of the dog's brain synapses and muscle memory into that of a legit guide dog. All right, another example. The, the word processor that I'm using to record this or that you're listening to on your phone, it's nothing more than billions of switches on a little piece of silicon. So th this little piece of silicon is just near worthless except for all of those switches happen to be programmed perfectly on and off in the exact sequence they need to be in order to make your phone or my computer function. So when you get a bunch of stuff ordered together, it's this storehouse of potential awesomeness ready to be spent. Order is power. So if you're a math nerd, think about it like this. Power is the difference between the amount of order and chaos in a room. Order minus chaos equals power, the, the, the amount of excess order you have. If you're an MMA fighter, think about power is how bad order is going to pummel chaos. Or if you're a clean person, think power is the difference between a clean house and a disaster. If you get a clean house, you can do more. Now, 
power then, it's a little bit like the potential energy that your junior high science teacher taught you about. If you roll a boulder up a mountain, you're putting energy into a resource. Energy, resource, together make power. You put energy into a rock, you combine those two things together, and now you have the power to roll that rock down the hill and crash into something with a great amount of force at the bottom. It may or may not turn into an avalanche of destruction one day. Almost everything that we see, hear, smell, do, make, experience, it's a product of this kind of power. When you're saving money, you are doing this. You are pushing a boulder of money, saving it up and up and up and up as you build your bank account up the mountain. And now you have the potential to spend it. Or you could let it roll down one day and just waste it. You could go retire in Tahiti if you wanted to. At the bottom of the mountain is bankruptcy, so you don't want it to go all the way down, so you try to manage it back and forth. When you clean up your house, the trash is empty, the dishes are stacked away. You're here. You're on top of the mountain of physical order in the house. Good for you. So you can plop on the sofa, throw your socks on the floor like an animal while you drink a well-deserved craft beer. Then whenever you go to relax and you drink that, bu that, that brew, you are fueling up with more energy to spend so you have physical power in your body. Okay, you get it. Those are all pretty easy to see, but dive a tad deeper because this is where the world gets really complex. Relationships are power. You had to carefully order your stories in order to sync with one another's. That's actually how we fall in love. We've done studies on this that you can actually get people to fall in love just by having them go through a certain series of questions that they would answer together. We call it liking people. It's whenever our stories align with other people's stories. And there's power whenever you get all of those stories in alignment, just like you've trained the dog or got the switches on the computer. Good health is power because it means that your body is maintained in optimal working order and now you can go outside and run or accomplish whatever it is that you want to do. Education is power because you've built up this storehouse of knowledge that hopefully you'll do something with one day for the world. It, it had to be your brain had to have synapses ordered in a certain way that syncs with reality and then the narrative of the other humans around so that you can communicate with a human collective. Now, reputation is power because you had to be honest and give to other people in order to build this currency called trust and you couldn't take shortcuts in doing that or other people would talk about you behind your back. Physical energy is power because you are rested, you're restored, and you are ready to put your body into service. So every night when you go to sleep, you're building up your power tank for the next day. Creative energy is power because your brain is inspired and ready to make great new things. Emotional energy is power because, come on, you can only listen to somebody whine about their problems for so long before you have the life sucked out of you, right? Amen. Positivity is power because the default state of the human brain in nature is fear. And we've proven this over and again with studies. Positivity 
is not the default. Positivity requires safety, stability, and emotional attachment, and it's what comes out bubbling over when we have all of the things lined up beneath it. Security is very expensive, so in order to be positive, we must have trained our brains to be calm by maintaining a certain baseline level of order, routine, and security. In fact, anything that must be worked for fought for, assembled, created, restored, or put into order is power. So think about the work of previous generations who built our buildings and they handed them down to us or they figured out calculus for us. They were passing down accumulating power and they passed it to us in the most efficient way possible and we inherited it and began life on a higher plane than every generation before. But all power came from somewhere. Somebody handed us calculus. We call these somewheres resources and resources are a form of power in all the potential that they contain. So every resource can be used for whatever purpose that we decide. So think about it like this. Energy is a resource because no one else has spent that particular energy yet. A clear stream out in nature is a resource because no one else has extracted the water and no one else has used or polluted it. It's there ready to serve you up whenever you're ready to drink. And I want to go on vacation now. A, a, a tree is a resource because it is full of energy and potential just standing in the woods uncut. You could get it and burn it and do whatever with it, right? Get it? Okay, so let's go a little further because there are also unseen resources that matter. A blank canvas is a resource because no one else has painted on it yet or spoiled it. There's potential in the blank canvas. A quiet room is a resource because you don't have your four kids filling it up with sounds to be heard, theoretically. Visual space is a resource because you aren't being distracted. An open calendar slot is a resource. There's potential time that you're going to spend doing something for someone. A listening friend is a resource. There's potential attention there and care. Someone else is giving you their resources. A Facebook network that you haven't yet nagged with your kids' school fundraisers, that's a resource because they haven't unfollowed you yet. These resources, they're like mountains of power available to some of us. They're like potential energy that's yet unspent. We stand at the top of the mountain as we've pushed our boulder up and we've amassed all of these resources for the spending. But one day, we finally ask our Facebook friends to buy our kids cookie dough. And we do it five times in a row and we get unfollowed. We dump our friends, uh, our problems onto a listening friend. And they're like, blah. And then you do that three or four times in a row and your friend runs out of energy and can't handle it anymore. We crank up the music and we drown out the quiet. If you're listening to one song, you have sacrificed the potential in order to get yourself into the mood of that song. We paint the picture and now you have a creation and it's done. You drink the water, it's gone. We spend the resource, we let the boulder roll down the mountain towards chaos and emptiness. Now, in a healthy world, 
order and chaos are, are kept in balance. Most people think that order is the goal, but that's actually not healthy. Too much order is suffocating and oppressive. Too much chaos can be chaotic and unpredictable and unsafe, but too much order suffocates people. A healthy balance is whenever they're kept in balance with one another. You intuitively know this. Do you really want to live in a house with blank walls, with nothing in the middle of the room, but a white couch and a clear vinyl cover to protect it <laughs> like your grandmother used to have? No, no, you don't want to live in a house. Too much order is actually what produces communist governments and dictatorships. That's what they are. The most efficient form of government possible is that with one dictator at the head. Too much order produces perfectionists. No one should have too much order. Because what's the point if you're never going to spend it? Eat and then go burn it off. Breathe in and then breathe out. We save money and then spend it on something. Clean the house, but then go live in it. Get healthy, but then spend your health on a life that means something. This is what healthy humans do. But why? This, as I can tell, is the 8 billion person question. What's the point of it all? All of us are living towards something, whether we acknowledge it or not. You clean your house in order to raise a healthy family there or have friends over or enjoy it. You drink the water in order to sustain your physical health. You crank up the music in order to fill your soul with emotion. Everything that you do is pointed in a direction. It all came from somewhere and it's all going somewhere.